So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I have here with me, as per usual, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm great, Rick. Fantastic. I'm faking it, but I'm great. Hey, <laughs> that's it, 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 I, I love that. My my grandmother used to tell my mother when my mother would say I'm too sick to go to school. My grandmother would say, "You'll get out of bed and you'll act like you're fine, and pretty soon you'll be fine." It's true. And it's true. You know, of course, she said it with a little more force than that, I understand, but, you know. <laughs> it's true. Well, what did I say? I said, bye. No, I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling great now, actually. So, yes. Yeah. Lovely. I'm not faking it anymore. Happens every show, folks. We could be, you know, I don't know what, and then the bell rings and off we go. <clears throat> so. So. We have a lovely show tonight. We do. We have some um, family in the chat room tonight and some family not in the chat room that we need to uh, shout out to. Well, our friends, and we call them family, over at Inner Child. This is a fantastic bunch of people. Um, I've seen them take folks from every walk of life, every country just about, and uh, just pull them right in like family. Um, oh, well, that's the wrong link. But <laughs> but that's for our guest. That's our guest. <laughs> See, that's what we get with this cut and paste thing. It's a cut and paste show. <clears throat> Too funny. They also have a special deal going on right now, a special uh, contest going on. Uh, entries are open until the end of the month uh, for Gene. The World Healing, World Peace 2012 Poetry Contest. That's it. I got it right. Yay. Deadline is approaching, I believe. The end of the month, December 31st, because uh, uh, three winners, won't have just one at the top, three at the top, will get a uh, publishing package from Inner Child Press. You'll get a book of your poetry uh, published right in your hand. Hold it, read it, flip through it. Um, you'll be marketing on uh, at least eight radio shows, uh, a dozen or so websites. Uh, it's a, an amazing package. And everyone that enters uh, and has an acceptable, uh, they have their entry uh, requirements on the website that I've put into the chat room there, World Healing, World Peace Poetry 2012. 
dot yolasite y o l a s i t e dot com. Everyone that submits and and is in the guidelines is going to go into an anthology. So you're win or lose, you're going to win because you're going to get published. You have your name in print uh, either way. But those book packages are awesome. You wouldn't know anything about holding that first book in your hands, would you? No, I have no idea what that feels like. It's cool. It's really, really cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool when she held the second one in her hands, I bet, It was too. really cool when I held the second one in my hands. But the first one was like, I, I think I stood there when I got it from the box. I stood there and I stared at it for like 10 minutes. I just couldn't believe it. Like, wow, I'm published. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a really good feeling, guys. It's It's always, yay, I did this. Um, and that's what inner child family is all about, actually, is helping you get to that, yay, I did that moment. Regardless of what you do, who you are, they want to see you have that, yay, I did it moment. So go visit them, too, if you have a chance. Great bunch of folks. Links mm-hmm. in the chat room, and they'll be on the archive page on our website as well. Um, so I suppose without further ado, uh, we should... Uh, uh, swing the attention to our guest tonight. We have a wonderful lady with us tonight, uh, Nora Harold. Hi, Rick. Hi. Hey. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, everyone who's tuning in right now. Our pleasure. We <laughs> anticipate a ton of fun. I anticipate a ton of fun as well. We're doing this kind of Sing songy, energetic thing right now. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, we like to have a little fun, and then uh, uh, and, and and then tear off into uh, some connection issues that sometimes are uh, a little deeper than that. But you know, gets so too gets too serious. Time. I'll I'll yeah. tell a really bad joke, so we we don't want to get too serious because they're they're really bad. <laughs> they, are, they are. So Nora, without um without dragging us too long into nowhere land. <laughs> who the hell are you and what do you do? <laughs> uh so I uh currently I'm posing as an earthling uh, to answer the who the hell are you and uh what I do as an earthling right now is I channel I work with a number of different uh, high-frequency beings and collectives, the ninth-dimensional Pleiadian collective being one of them, uh, Yeshua, I work with uh, often as well, and I perceive that energy to be a collective being as well. I work with Kaliandra, who's a fairy, although I also have a whole cavalcade of fairies as well who often chime in and support energetically. I work with the Lyran Collective and I work with the Archangels and the Antarians and then also in one-on-one sessions I work with uh, people who have passed and work on bringing some closure in those situations sometimes. Uh, So that's who I am right now and that's what I do. (laughs) Wow, so you get absolutely no alone time. Um, that's correct. Yes, but <laughs> but that's okay. You know, I it's I'm I'm real I'm very happy to have left the illusion of the individual experience and have rejoined with the collective. It's um it, a very loving, wonderful uh, way to way to operate and way to be. And I would just have to 
add. None of us are really alone anyway. <clears throat> Correct. Unless that scares you. There's no cameras in the bathroom. Well, okay, maybe. <laughs> Depends on where you're going in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no nine-dimensional oh. cameras, at least. Right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, a um, bit of background before we get into, because I'm sure we're going to talk to the peas or to whoever wants to come through tonight um, and chat with us. But a um, bit of background. How long have you been doing this, and how did it all get started? And was it as scary for you as it was for some of the people we've talked to, or was your transition a little more graceful? So sure. we're, we're nosy about these things you see. Oh, and I'm 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 very happy to share because I know that we all have what we term metaphysical or paranormal experiences, and I know that it's in our makeup to channel. It's in our DNA. Uh, it's not a special gift or a special ability I came in with. It's just something we all have, and it's something I actively pursued. Uh, so I started when I was young feeling things and knowing things and got a tarot deck when I was in my early 20s and started working with tarot. I worked with tarot a lot. You know, every day uh, I would work with the with the deck and the information and the energy of the experience. Um, and I, I gave readings for a long time using tarot and that was very uh, gratifying, but I felt like there was a piece missing. I was I was looking for something else, and I was looking for I was I was looking for years, searching, feeling like there was something else, and I I just didn't know what it was. And then I was hanging out with a friend one night, and she told me about this friend of hers, Wendy Kennedy, who channels. And I said, you know, what is that talking to dead people? And she said, well, you could, but Wendy talks to her spirit guide, and when. When Amy said the word spirit guide to me, that, that really lit me up in a way that nothing ever had before. I, I knew that was it. I knew that's what I was supposed to be doing. And within a matter of minutes, I had contacted my guide, Mirando. And I knew I had made contact with him because I saw this amazing yellow light. And I felt the presence of this being who felt male to me. And I knew his name started with an M. Um, but what I also felt in that moment was a transmission of unconditional love, unlike anything I had ever experienced in this life before. I was 29 years old at the time, and it was profoundly shifting for me in that moment. Uh, there was a moment of remembering my identity and my own connection to source. And then things happened very quickly after that. I began remembering past lives and other experiences and other realities. Um, I met Wendy within a week, and, and she and this other woman, Amy, and I channeled together multiple times a week for about a year and a half. And, and for us at the time, it was play. We were young, and, you know, instead of going out to the bars, we would hang out at my house and drink coffee and channel until 3 in the morning. And it, it was a party. It was a party uh with with these beings and I got to know many beings at that point in time and um within a couple of years was doing this work then professionally. Wow. So no real not too much gentleness, just all the way into the deep end? No no easing into that at all, eh? Just jump on in there. Uh, do this. <laughs> Standard overachieving light worker? 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm a I'm a rip the bandaid off all at once kind of person. Although I'll tell you, my first interaction with a being um, was when I was 21 years old that I can consciously remember. I'm sure I I know I had others when I was younger. I just can't have an access them fully. She came to me in the middle of the night around two in the morning. I woke up and there was a a being standing in my room, and my first thought was, why is my roommate um, standing in my room at 2 a.m. and why is she wearing a blonde wig? Uh, because I knew it was a dark-haired woman, but there was all this yellow-gold light around her. And then I went, oh, oh my God, that's not my roommate. And I, I kind of gasped, and I was afraid in that moment. You know, I was young, and, and sent her away. And then the next morning when I woke up, I realized that that being that had visited was my maternal grandmother, who had passed long before I was ever born. She died when my mother was eight years old. So that moment was startling for me. Um, I would say I was startled, not scared, but certainly startled. Yes. Sounds a lot like our twins, Jane. Yeah, well, they they don't often get startled, I don't think, so. <laughs> no, they, I think, got annoyed, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But a very they, similar storyline. And uh, Yeah, this is our this is our bedroom space. You're invading it and we appreciate knowing that you're there, but get out now. Yes, you may go. That's <laughs> kind of their approach to that, but then they're teenagers and yeah. you know, very direct yeah. approach to it. This is our space. <laughs> right. Let me have now. Um, I I do want to point out something, though, because I want to touch on this, just because I'm hoping to eventually put a video together of all the guests who've ever said this. Um, Just to clarify for anybody listening on the room, you said something that's very important that we want everybody to understand. Channeling doesn't make you special, right? Correct. Something everybody... Everybody can do it? Absolutely. Everybody is special. Everybody is source energy. Everybody is love, is light. Everybody already is a universal being of light. It's simply a matter of where we put our consciousness and where we put our attention in the moment that allows us to have the experiences we have. Now, I do believe that karma and some choices we make before we incarnate uh, lend themselves to the experience. So I know that I intended before I incarnated to come in and do this work. Therefore, I was, I chose the the parents I needed, the appropriate DNA I needed, uh, the appropriate environment I needed so I could step into the work in the way that I do. Just as people who come in who intend to be artists or musicians or performers. Um, But no, I'm not special in any way. Not in that way. I'm special because I'm special, just like everyone is special because everyone is special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yay. Awesome. Thank you. And um but we do also want to give you credit, uh the right here, right right now you credit or right here, right then credit, um, for following the breadcrumb trail. I mean, sometimes they're pretty obvious oh, yeah. but but you know, we always have the choice of going or not. I I uh I saw doing this in 1985, six, something like that, and uh, did a few exercises. And Yes, run away, run away. Long time run away, very not pleasant, really, outcome. Run away. Um, because it's really bad when you know you're running away from yourself. But mm. um, um, but there's reasons for that, too. And 
Of course. Uh, so while everybody's path's unique, it's you know I said that sounds familiar. We've had so many folks on. Uh, we have such a wide variety of stories. Everybody's story gets to be the way your story is. Um, but everybody's connected all the time. It's just what, like like you said, whether you're paying attention, where you're putting your focus. And it's yeah. so cool, the commonalities in each of the stories, the common key messages and the the common, you can't even, it's not even events or um, experiences that are common, but things like synchronicities. Yeah. Whatever and, those synchronicities are. Yeah, you know. You know it's funny. I used to go to this metaphysical bookstore in Chicago. I was living in Chicago at the time, and I, I would this ha- this was over the course of two years. I would go and I would pull up a chair and I would sit down in front of all of the books on Wicca, and I would look at the books on Wicca and and pull them off the shelves and read and put them back, and I would always leave feeling frustrated, unfulfilled, like I hadn't found what I was looking for, and. After I started channeling, I went back into this bookstore. I'd go in there once every few months. It was not seriously a regular experience. I went back in, and uh, I went to that spot where I used to sit, and I looked to my left, and there was a whole row of books on channeling, all channeled material, just to my left. It was simply a matter of turning my head. And, you know, timing is essential in our development here uh, in this reality. You know, so, Rick, when you talk about, your experience and I guess what you're calling running from your experience, well, my sense of it also is there was absolutely appropriate timing as well for you here as there is for all of us. Absolutely. You know, that allows for those synchronicities then to happen. That, That timing for me was, you know, Wendy coming into my life and if I'd found the books on channeling two years earlier, I don't know that I would have been in a place to fully receive uh, what that was all about. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And uh, but I did get pretty clearly out of that first experience. We love you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, even when I was kind of ah, it was startling, and then I let that startlement go into fear. And yeah. uh, but I, I, like I said, I thoroughly believe that there's you know reason for all that. Um, it comes into play later. <clears throat> well, it allows us, when we have those kinds of experiences, it allows a level of compassion and empathy for others as well, I think, that they process their own fear um, and their own issues around connection. Right. Which is, you know, why we bring it up. Just to you know, let people know that it's it's okay, it's normal, it's acceptable, it's it's all right. I, I get approached often by people asking me how do I how do I connect, and you know my answer is always the same. It's how do you feel you need to connect? You're already connected. You just I, it, that question always baffles me. I never well, I understand. Yeah, we're so programmed here to have a set of instructions and a roadmap <laughs> that takes us. You know, we're we're so oh, we're so schooled and raised with you know, there's one right way of getting from point A to point B. Um, that when you when you start to work multidimensionally and understand that there are infinite 
ways to do everything. I think that even that concept sometimes is really uh, mind blowing for people, and it literally is mind blowing. You can't process that through your mind. You have to take that information through your heart and through your body. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something you just have to have a, a sense of knowing about without dissecting it. <laughs> yeah, because the wrapping your brain around that one is wow. How do you wrap something around that something that's empty? You just can't quite get there. Well, <clears throat> our our third dimensional minds were not designed to get us there. They are designed to keep us in the third dimensional game. They're designed to limit us. So you, it's it's really about heart chakra, heart opening activation now, and I know they're gonna. That you know, I I can feel the Palladians linking up with me already. I don't know if you've noticed my voice. Sometimes my voice will just shift a bit as I'm talking in regular speech, and that's because they're so present with me. Uh, I, I'm very rarely just Nora ever speaking any longer. Right, and we have had some good questions in the chat room uh, for all of our guests. Uh, besides. Uh, registering and logging in to be able to ask questions, you're also welcome to call us um, at area code 805-243-1318 because we will be taking some questions uh, later in the show. And um, so give us a ring or uh, log in and type them into the chat room. I've got a couple that I've made a note of as we've gone by. so that's probably a good time for us to take a quick break. Um, we'll play a song and um, then come back and let the uh, let the Pleiadians have the floor Woo-hoo. for a moment or two. <laughs> so uh, how about our buddy Jordan again? Sure. Yeah, we always play Jordan. Come on. Shout out to Jordan. Particularly when he's right here with us in the chat room so he can go, oh, you really like that one, don't you? So I'm going to play a new one, different one tonight. Um, this one is entitled When We Run and we'll be right back folks stay with us
Welcome back, everyone. And I believe that uh, Nora has the uh, Pleiadians nearby. Uh, Greetings. This is the Ninth Dimensional Pleiadian Collective. And as always, it is our pleasure and our honor to link up with all of you in this manner. We want you all to take a big breath, breathe in and feel that light and love enter your bodies, and as you exhale, feel that light and love moving throughout your being. And we want to let you know, as we come through Nora right now, we're also transmitting to and through all of you as well. So you're receiving uh, information, but you're also receiving a download of energy, light, and love that you will take with you from this conversation that will continue to work on you for the the days and weeks and months that follow. Uh, So we just want to briefly mention uh, what's going on in 2011, Uh, give a little bit of a wrap-up, and then we'll head into 2012 uh, and what there is for you all to expect and take your questions. And uh, there are other beings as well who are going to chime in and lend their love and energy and support to your journey and your progress. Uh, So 2011, for many of you, has been about second chakra integration. Uh, You were hit on your solstice in June uh, with a transmission of light and love energy from your son and our son, Ocean, that really fast-forwarded the integration work you were doing with your second chakras, meaning uh, all of your sexual issues, Uh, your ideas about your sexual identity, your creative issues, your ideas about your creative identity, and your entire emotional reservoir got triggered. Take a breath. And we witnessed many of you have an incredibly emotional time. As you process feelings, you had no idea you were lugging around with you. Um, That's what you did. Uh, You processed and cleared uh, energetic remnants from uh, any trauma you experienced in any lifetime experience. Uh, 
in this reality and any other in the universe that you didn't have the time to process in the moment, all right? And there was a lot of that that accumulated over the course of all of your incarnations. So much of that got triggered for you this summer uh, or winter, depending on which hemisphere of the planet you exist on. And uh, you've cleared and cleared, and now you're getting ready for your next solstice transmission, the one that's going to come in here on December 21st for most of you. And that's going to take you into 2012. So as you're preparing for that transmission, uh, you're having a bit of a bookend experience to what many of you had over the course of the summer months, June, July, August. And you may find that you're processing uh, some of the same feelings. But what we want you to recognize is that you're staying in um, your darker or your lower vibrational places for shorter periods of time. Uh, you're able to adjust your frequency state rather quickly, most of you now. Um, and you're moving through this at quite uh, quite a clip. And, you know, there's one other piece that's important to remember, and that's for most of you right now. Um, this period of time is really about the death cycle as your days get shorter and shorter. Again, this is for most of you. Uh, but for those of you listening that are in that different version of reality here on the planet, and let's, let's really think about this right now. You know, there's so many of you that are in this uh, northern hemisphere experience that are listening. But there are those who are having a, a completely polarized reality right now where the days are getting lighter and longer um still and they're experiencing summer right here on your planet think about the variety of experience you can have and now expand your understanding in an exponential fashion and you begin to understand the universal experience that all can be happening at exactly the same time right now so as those of you are processing this death cycle experience we want you to really uh be very gentle and loving with yourself and others. Uh, we want you to take the time to slow down, uh, sleep when you need to, uh, fill your body, your mind, and your heart with high-frequency information in the form of uh, organic fruits and vegetables, in the form of higher vibrational uh, material that you read or watch or look at, and in the form of connecting up with those who support you in your highest vibrational state. And we ask that you work on supporting all those around you in their highest vibrational state. All right, so uh, that's kind of our opening statement today. Rick, uh, Jean, uh, it's lovely to be with you. Uh, thank you for welcome, welcoming our energy into your space. Uh, we believe you uh, have some questions. We do have some questions, and we'd also like to express our appreciation uh, uh, for your uh, part in this evening. It's uh, wonderful to have you here. So the first question comes from uh, our chat room. Um, listener would like to know, since we have moved up in frequency, um, 
curious as to what the boundaries might be now. Can we still say, hey, go away, I don't like you in my space? If uh, And if so, where do they hang out? All right, so you're talking about, uh, well, uh, we like to apply uh, this the answer to this question, not only to uh, those beings existing in a non-physical state, but also beings existing in a physical state, all right? Because uh, many of you operate one way with other earthlings, and then you operate completely differently with those who are in non-physical form. And as you're shifting now, uh, you can't compartmentalize any longer. So you you can't run one operating system in one area of your life and a completely different operating system in another area of your life. You cannot do it any longer now that you're in the fourth dimension. So we're we're answering also a bigger question here. You know, one of the gifts of the third dimension uh, was that you could do well in one area of your life and do terribly in another and feel as if the two were separate realities and one didn't affect the other and you're done with that version of reality now. So everything you feel, you feel everywhere. Um, and everywhere you hold a higher frequency state where you bring back truth to every other aspect of your life as well. So to answer that question about uh, telling beings to leave, uh, our recommendation is that you hold the highest vibrational state you possibly can. Uh, maintain an unconditionally loving frequency within yourself and transmit that unconditional love to any and all around you. It's going to be up to them then to either match that high vibrational frequency transmission of love uh, or not. And if they can't, then they're going to have to leave themselves, you understand. They're they're going to have to make that choice themselves because they cannot in your presence at a lower vibrational rate. So one of the things that's changing now for all of you is an idea that you all held about needing to protect yourselves from what you were calling lower frequency beings. All right, now if you employ protection, uh, all you're going to do is separate yourself out from the collective. You run more unconditional love through you, uh, you stay linked up with the collective, and you offer those other beings around you the opportunity to shift their vibration to that unconditionally loving frequency as well. Wonderful. And so the same listener um, also wanted to know, what do we do while in the void Ms. P speaks of? Uh, and how long is does this void last? Well, um, we can't uh, we can't give a timeline for the void. Uh, each of you have your own individual experience of the void, and then there is the collective experience of the void as well. All right, we'll say that the void is essential in the creator process. It's a place of complete neutrality where you allow yourself to step into a stasis-like experience with your energy, 
you allow yourself to realign, uh, readjust while in stasis. And this happens automatically when in the void. All right. So uh, it's like going to sleep in some ways, except you remain conscious. All right. When you're sleeping, you know, your body still automatically does all of the things you needed to do. Uh, without you having to put your waking conscious attention on it. All right, so being in the void, you run a similar type experience where there are all these automatic processes that begin to happen, um, and you're going to be there until those automatic processes finish out. And if you try to exit the void too early, you'll find that anything you try to bring into reality uh, doesn't quite work. Uh, it's not in alignment. Uh, you'll get frustrated. Uh, you'll have to start again. Uh, you'll find yourself feeling exhausted as soon as you try to push, all right? Um, but when you exit the void at the appropriate time, it's typically because what you've been working on while in the void suddenly begins to take physical form outside of you. Then there is no need to push because you're in a state of allowing and receiving uh, in the manifestation process. So this is a, a dance you are all remembering now, how to operate within the void, how to be. Uh, the fear many of you go into when you enter the void state is that you're not going to be able to take care of yourselves, all right? You typically associate being in the void with uh, nothing, empty, uh, not productive. If you can begin to recognize while in the void that you're being incredibly productive, all right? Uh, the example we like to give often is what happens in your garden during uh, the winter months. Uh, it looks as if everything is dying and nothing is happening, but under underground, there's tremendous growth and movement uh, and potential for life, and suddenly in the spring, everything bursts forward. Uh, so this is like being in the void. Wonderful. Uh, okay, I'm going to... Um... We have two callers online. I'm going to take the caller from area code 954. Then we have another chat room question. And then uh, caller in 919, you'll be right after that. Uh, so caller area code 954, tell us your name and uh, your question. Oh, hi. My name is Darlene. Um I was just, uh, I don't really have a question. Um are you doing any um, readings? Um, this is Nora. I'll jump in. Uh, we need you to ask a specific question. Yes. Um, when okay. you ask, yeah, is it? Do you have a specific? I'm sorry. I'll ask about my finances. And do you have a specific, a specific question about your finances? Uh, yes. When uh, when when she feel when they're going to get better? Uh, this is Yeshua here. Greetings. Uh, we greet you with love and peace. 
we want you to take a deep breath and recognize the amount of anxiety you are carrying uh, when it comes to the issue of prosperity, abundance, money. Take a breath. And now we want you in your emotional body to find the place inside of you that feels joyful. Um, Think about an experience that has brought you joy. And take yourself to this joyful place right now. Instead of answering your question of when things are going to get better for you, where money is concerned, we prefer to give a technique that will enable you to take care of this yourself. So remember that anything you hold inside of you emotionally, you begin to reflect outside of you in your physical reality. So it is not that you are anxious because you have financial issues. It is that your anxiety creates the reality that you have financial issues because then you've given yourself a physical reason to feel the feeling that was already inside of you. So if you begin to work in this way with yourself, really replacing the feeling of anxiety with joy. Now, that doesn't mean to ignore your anxious state. What we're saying you need to do is recognize your anxiety, breathe into it, love yourself fully in the moment of feeling anxious, and then give yourself permission to shift to joy. As you do this more and more, as you all, all of you are listening, remember how to do this more and more. Suddenly, what you will reflect back to you in your physical reality is that you have every reason to feel joyful. We love you. Oh, thank you. That was very good. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, Okay, we had a question uh, from the chat room. Our listener says, okay, I don't usually do the personal question thing, but I'd really like to have another perspective on what's going on with my partner uh, in in their love relationship. Uh, All right, this is the Pleiadians here. Uh, So we'll we'll address this. Uh, as specifically as we can, but we're also going to speak to the audience at large and remind you all that those who you choose to uh, partner with, those who you choose to uh, connect up with in this way, uh, are always reflecting back to you uh, what it is you're carrying inside, similar to what Yeshua was talking about previously around money, all right? So, Instead of placing your attention on what is my partner up to, uh, what is my partner doing, uh, it's important for you to focus on the feeling that you're currently processing as you ask this question, right? What, what feeling state are you holding 
that's causing you to ask the question in the first place? Is it fear, uh, anxiety, mistrust, uh, confusion, uh, despair, all right? So as you get clear with that, um, as you key into those uh, feelings within yourself, uh, you're going to find the point of origin of those feelings is not really your relationship or what your partner is up to. Uh, You came into this relationship feeling those feelings, all right? So this is an opportunity for you uh, to do some big clearing work, and this goes right along with what we were talking about earlier around second chakra integration, all right? Uh, Because relationship issues are at the forefront this year for many of you as you are clearing in your second chakra. Uh, Our best uh, advice to you is for you to send love then to those aspects of yourself that feel the level of discomfort you're feeling, all right? And to work internally in this fashion first. And then when you feel in a balanced, and neutral state uh, that you then verbally ask your partner, uh, yourself, uh, the question you would like us to answer. That you have that real uh, dialogue there with that person in your life. Wonderful. And uh, our dear friend uh, Stacy would like to know what is going on with her her partner, Mark's health. Is that along the same lines, or his health's not well at the moment? Yeah, I got that. This is Nora. I'm just chiming in right now. Uh, This is a little different, uh, because what she's really asking here is for healing for him. Um, Yeah, we can tell you that we are, uh, there are beings who are working with with Mark, Um, He's experiencing some fear right now, as are you. Uh, Again, yes, you can absolutely apply everything we just gave information-wise to this experience as well. And remember that you are not feeling, Stacey, the things you are feeling uh, because of what Mark is experiencing, all right? You are feeling these feelings because you already have them stored inside of you and you're defaulting to the feeling states. And what we're going to say as well, uh, most of the time you're doing an excellent job holding your vibration, holding your frequency state, and being that source of love and light for him that he needs. Um, You know, your best course of action with him is to remind him that it's his body, his experience, Um, and that he's in the driver's seat here on some level, even though uh, at times he's feeling powerless. He's really not. Um, But when we say he's in the driver's seat, that doesn't mean his third-dimensional consciousness is fully in the driver's seat, you know, and that's something you all are really beginning to understand here on the planet. There's your third-dimensional understanding of reality and that conscious mind that uh, acts as an attractor or creator for you. Uh, But then there's also your fifth dimensional identity uh, that sits in the driver's seat as well. Uh, That fifth dimensional identity can and will override what it is the third dimensional identity thinks it wants uh, because the fifth dimensional identity is playing out the bigger divine plan in a more conscious way often than the third dimensional uh, version is. 
Do you all get that? Take a breath on that and understand that. It feels a little like predestination. Um, and predestination is, is a, a very rudimentary way of describing what it is we're talking about. You know, the fifth dimensional version of you all incarnated at this time with a third dimensional covering for the sole purpose of integration and the reascension process, all right? To experience the shift from a third dimensional version of reality to a fifth dimensional version of reality. And the fifth dimensional identity is going to continue to work that program and that plan and will often bring into the third dimensional experience exactly what you need so you can clear, integrate, reascend. And that's really what's going on here, Stacey, with you and Mark. Uh, for all of you listening, uh, it's very helpful right now to view every single thing in your life as an opportunity first for integration and reascension, and then secondary as your life, all right? Uh, the more you can do that, uh, the greater sense of relief you're going to have. Uh, then when you're confronted with something that feels challenging or difficult, you can say, hooray, here's another opportunity for integration and reascension. And you can have at it. Uh, you'll find yourself then moving much more quickly through uh, the challenges, the difficulties, uh, you'll find your ego takes a real back seat and relaxes, and suddenly you'll find solutions uh, and realities manifesting in ways that they couldn't if you didn't have this understanding about what's going on on the planet right now. You know, none of you have had a lifetime like this one before. Let's say that again. None of you have had a lifetime like this one before, ever, all right? Uh, it used to be you'd come in. Uh, you'd have some karmic lessons set up for yourself, you'd partner, you'd have a career or family, you'd work through all this stuff, and then you died, all right? And that was it. All right, this time, you came into reassignment. Uh, but there was a, a big gap for many of you between the point of incarnation and the moment when the shift really got going, which was the December solstice of 2007. Uh, so between the moment of incarnation and that solstice in 2007, a lot of you did the same old, same old. Uh, you did all the things you'd done in all the other lifetimes you'd ever had on this planet. And now suddenly you're thrust into an entirely uh, different program. You're still catching up, a lot of you, to the truth of your shift. And the shift is no longer a future event. Uh, in part, it has already happened, and the rest is now ongoing. <laughs> this is Nora. I'm back. I, I see we went off on a huge tangent there, but... <laughs> a beautiful one. A beautiful one. We do have a caller from uh, with another question. Um, hey. Caller from area code 919. What's your name and your question? Hey, guys. It's Jordan. Jordan. Hello. Hi, Jordan. Hey guys, what's up? Hello. <laughs> the usual. Just talking to Pleiadians. <laughs> what we do. Do you have a well, question? Yeah, I have a question. Um, yes. I was wondering when you guys are going to land your ships, or like, 
shapeshift into this dimension and, like, contact us physically or something. Or I guess you're just using channels or something. I was just, I was just wondering. Uh, you know, this is an excellent question you're asking, Jordan. It opens up a, a whole Pandora's box worth of issues that we can address. So thank you. And you're asking the question that many are asking. All right. So first, we are ninth-dimensional beings. We do not take physical form. Uh, we will not be landing in any ships, not the ninth-dimensional Pleiadian Collective. There oh, may be, there may be beings, uh, extraterrestrials, who do land in ships on your planet. There absolutely may be. Uh, but what you need to remember is that any being and every being has their own agenda, all right? Uh, we have an agenda. Our agenda is to, to help, to guide, to love, to teach. Uh, but our other agenda uh, exists. We, we do all of this with you in part because we're your ancestors. Uh, but also, uh, our stories are tied. So what happens on your planet right now uh, greatly affects what's going to happen for our star system, for the Pleiades. So we are intrinsically connected in this way. Uh, there are other beings who may land uh, in their spacecraft uh, because they have, you all have something they want. You know, just because somebody shows up in a spaceship, it doesn't mean they know anything more or better than you. Uh, you've got to get away, all of you, from the idea that you need saving. All right? Many of you are running that program uh, that you need saving. Uh, you do not need saving. You are the ones doing the integration and the reascension work. Uh, we are witnessing. We are learning. There are other beings who are very interested in what you're doing. You know, we know there's been a lot of information given to all of you that at a certain point in time, the Galactic Federation is going to land and they're going to save you all. We want you all to cancel that program out right now. We want you to send love to all aspects of yourself that are waiting for that moment in time because all you're doing is delaying your own integration and reascension uh, process by believing that one version of reality. So are, um, are any beings, like, in contact or with the power forces of Earth, or are they interfering with those forces, or is there, like, battles between different beings and stuff like that going on? Oh, absolutely. There are as many versions of reality and stories uh, about reality happening across the universe as there are happening on your mm -hmm. planet, right? So... Um, we like to remind you all that the fifth dimension is not better. It's just a different experience that simply allows you more access. The access you're gaining is the remembering that you are universal beings of light who belong to a galactic community. And yes, you're going to start having more interactions with that galactic community. That doesn't at all mean that they're showing up uh, to save Earth. So are, um, are beings in, I guess, lower dimensions than you able to contact you, or are you guys kind of like at the top almost or something? 
We're not at the top. We're in the ninth dimension. We'd say the top, if you're, you're going to look at it that way, and, and that's the best I don't want to look at it that way. It. Yes, so we understand, is the 13th dimension, which would be the God dimension, all right, the source mm-hmm. dimension. That's where you all come from. Remember that. You are all 13th dimensional beings in this universe. Okay, this is just one version of reality. This is the story we tell. We're going to remind you all right now to use something you all have, which is your discernment. Take the pieces of information that resonate for you in this moment. Leave the rest behind. Um, We work with other beings in other star systems at lower dimensional rates as well as working with the earthlings. Yes, we do. And uh, one last question is, is the third dimension right now kind of almost collapsing, or is it splitting into two? It's not as... Neither of those are exactly right, but we understand you want a picture. We can't quite give you a picture uh, because you can't interpret from from a fifth dimensional standpoint yet what this all looks like. Um, we would say the third dimensional exterior is peeling away and the fifth dimensional identity truth is being uncovered. All right. Let's look at it. Let's look at it from that perspective that your, your eggshell third dimensional coverings are cracking open and the fifth dimensional truth of who you are is shining through. And this is happening for the planet as well. It's not going to be the dramatic, polarized experience that's been predicted. Thanks so much, Jordan. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, Jordan. Okay, we have just a couple more questions, if we've got time. Ready? (laughs) Okay, we have a question from um, the uh, chat room, our listener, Molly would like to know if the Pleiadians can tell her who her star family is. Uh, We're going to say you have many star families, um, as you all do. Uh, We understand there's uh, in the awakening process for a lot of you. Uh, First, you begin to relate to other lifetimes on the planet. Then you begin to relate to other lifetimes in the universe. Um, And you find... Specific information is very helpful. So, Molly, you've got uh, specific connections in the Sirius star system as well as the Pleiadian, uh, the Lyran, um, uh, Orion. Uh, we're giving you, we're expanding you here. We can feel that. You were looking for one group. Uh, none of you are just one thing, all right? There's nobody on the planet who's just Pleiadian, and we are not just Pleiadian. We are currently having an experience that tells us we are Pleiadian, but we are aware as well of our greater identity as universal beings of light, and we are aware that we, uh, our energies, uh, have incarnated in many different star systems all over the universe, as you have all had many different kinds of lifetimes on your planet and elsewhere as well. You all, all of you listening, uh, have star, family, galactic identities, as well as earthly identities. And they are as varied, again, as the experiences on Earth are varied. 
Wonderful. Thank you. And we have a caller from area code 760. Uh, 760 caller, give us your name and your question. Yeah, hi, this is Michael. And hi, I'm Michael. From, hi, I'm calling from San Diego. Great. We've got a little static. Did you have a specific question for the Pleiadians? Yes, I do. Um, I'm 42 years old now, but when I was 16, uh, I was in a meditation-type uh, experience uh, with a friend of mine, and uh, we we both experienced oh. a connection with the Pleiadian. Um, oh, Michael, we're losing you. Yeah, we're, we're losing you. We're losing you, Michael. Uh, perhaps <laughs> if uh, if you hung up and called called us right back, uh, because it sounds like you've got a great question starting off, but this connection is just uh, nothing but static. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll try and call back. Yes, please do. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh, yes, one last hurrah for this Mercury retrograde. Yes, well, <laughs> I often try to pump a lot of energy through Internet and telephone lines, and uh, sometimes they tingle a little bit. Um, I, have a, I have a question along those lines uh, of the Star Family question. Um, is the, the uh, a proclivity, I guess you could say, to try to, of some to try to focus on one star family, and I've come from this star system, so I've come to do this thing. Uh, is that divisive and limiting? Uh, yes, it is. But it is a part of the awakening process, all right? So you all awaken in stages. And for a while, it's helpful to resonate with a particular star system. Uh, it's part of uh, remembering your greater identity, but eventually you've got to graduate from that and begin to align with the truth that you're a universal being of life, all right? It would be like if you continue to identify yourself as your father's son for your entire lifetime. At some point, you shift from that identity and you begin to grasp a bigger version of yourself here on the planet. The same is true then in this galactic uncovering, but you're all doing this at the pace that is right for you, at the at the rate that's right for you. Um, so, uh, and it, we'll say this, you know, an attachment to anything is limiting, period. End of story. Wonderful. Um, our caller will hang with us for just a moment. I have one more question from the uh, chat room that I wanted to be sure to get in. Um Mary would like to know, how is the human body changing right now? This is Kalyandra. Hello, everybody. Uh, I am Fairy, for those of you who do not know me, and I'm a fifth-dimensional being. So I like to come in to help with these kinds of questions as we understand the fifth-dimensional experience. Um, the body is changing both slowly and rapidly at the same time. Okay, so you're not going to be able to follow this piece exactly, but your body is following the information as we give it right now. What you're asking, Mary, is for a transmission to be given directly to the physical bodies of everyone listening, and that is what is occurring thanks to your question. Ultimately, in the fifth dimensional state, you're going to have the ability to uh, be physical or be energetic, one or the other, um, without having to maintain physical density at all times, as you do in the third dimension. 
what is happening for you now is that your bodies are getting lighter and lighter, to put it simply. Your bodies are getting lighter and lighter to facilitate this process of being able to leave uh, physical density, uh, but at the same time, remanufacture physical density at will, which is the fifth dimensional experience. So when we say your bodies are getting lighter, we mean uh, a lot of you are experiencing physical lightening of your bodies. You are letting go of some extra weight you've been carrying. A lot of you are feeling lighter, uh, simply feeling lighter. Uh, eventually, you are going to completely shift your cellular structure from uh, silicon-based to crystalline. This happens mostly in the fifth-dimensional energetic body, and then with the completion of first chakra integration manifests in the physical. We don't know when that will be. We do not know when the group experience of integration with the first chakra will be complete, but it will be done as a group experience, and then much will begin to change very rapidly for you at all. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Area code 760, one more time. Yes, hi, this is Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, is that a better connection? A little bit. Let me see if I can hear you, and I'll repeat your question. Okay, wow, that's an uh, interesting question. I, um, You know, when, when I was younger, uh, we went into deep meditation uh, with a friend of mine, and we both connected to uh, who someone who presented themselves um, as a Pleiadian, and it was you know it was ethereal. It's not like somebody physically was there, but we both had this spiritual connection at the same time. And I remember yes. all of us all of us thinking the same thoughts. It was a beautiful experience. And I believe uh, the name was Thepian, but I'm not sure. I'm just curious. Say the name one more time. Thepian. Uh, Sapian. Uh, it's with a T-H, I believe. Okay, Sathian. Sapian. Uh, yes. And, and so I was just wondering if there was any message or if there was a significance to that event or if it was just the gift uh, that I've always looked at it as. Okay, great. All right. Uh, so you the, got the question. Uh, good. You had an experience at 16 where you connected up with a Pleiadian being. Yeah, you did. Uh, that group, that being is still with you, um, will say to you as well, uh, and this goes to a question that was asked earlier, uh, you've had many nighttime experiences with the Pleiadians, many of you have. All right, so as we said, we are non-physical. Uh, we do not need shifts. However, we have shifts that we use because when we're interacting with those of you who are physical, uh, we need a place to house you. So these are not abductions. These are uh, visitations. You all experience them as uh, incredibly joyful, uh, like being with family. And you, uh, Michael, have had many of these. Uh, our recommendation to you is to allow your consciousness to expand and awaken again as you had when you were young and have the interactions in your conscious daily life. 
Great. Thanks, Michael. Uh, sorry about the connection troubles. Like I said, we flow a lot of energy through the lines. Um, I was just uh, going to ask if there was uh, anything that uh, that you would like to add, sort of in closing. Um, uh, what 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 message would you like to bring across this tonight to our guests besides your intro? So uh, here you are on the precipice of 2012. Take a breath. Uh, you all have talked about it, uh, thought about it, heard about it for a long time, and now you're here. Now, we like to remind you all that we don't run on the same calendar you do, so we don't have uh, an attachment to a year uh, called 2012 uh, with the date at the end of it where this big shift is going to occur, all right? We don't have that attachment, and uh we can't really tell you uh, when your shift is going to be complete. But what we can tell you is because so many of you have that attachment to 2012, this year is going to be significant in your shift. It cannot be anything but significant because you have all decided that's the way it's going to be. And then you have some astrology that supports uh, this significant period of time as well. We want to remind you that so many of you have awakened that there's no need uh, for you all to create the kinds of disasters you thought you might have to have on the planet to get you all to wake up because your awakening uh, has already happened, all right? So we're seeing a much gentler and more loving shift. As you come into 2012, you're really going to get going on your first chakra integration process. And what's going to come up for a lot of you uh, are issues around survival. Uh, not life and death for most of you. For most of you, it will be how can we survive as a collective? How can we recreate the collective experience here in a way where all needs are met, all survive? Uh, yes, we're here, and you're going to shift into the model of unconditionally giving and receiving of love and energy. You're going to move out of the competitive reality you have existed in for so long that tells you to have what you need, you need to take, and that for others to have what they need, they need to take from you. You're shifting out of that model and shifting into the unconditional giving and receiving of love and energy. Trust that as you unconditionally give, and open yourself up to receiving that all of those around you are unconditionally giving as well. Uh, this is the Pleiadians here. We are always here for all of you. Uh, it's been our pleasure uh, to have this time with you. Yeshua is nodding as well. Uh, and Kaliandra is back here uh, waving goodbye to you all. But this really is not goodbye. Uh, you all have the ability to link up with us, uh, any of your spirit guides, uh, the archangels, any of those beings who exist in a higher frequency state and are here to love uh, and serve you at this time. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> and big thank you to uh, uh, the Pleiadians uh, and all for uh, joining us tonight and for you for uh, facilitating that. 
Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Gene. Wonderful. We're going to take a little break, uh, and uh, then we're going to come back. We want to hear about uh, what you're doing, give everybody the information on how they can get in touch with you. Uh, and then uh, we're going to talk just a tiny bit about our film because uh, it, it it sounds to me and Gene as if the Pleiadians sort of almost segued to what we're doing with this film. So uh, blessings. And uh, so I'm going to play a song from uh, uh, one of our Canadian uh, musician friends, Scott Pettipas. And uh, this song is entitled East by Moonlight. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Big apologies to Scott. Um, I promise to uh, re-upload that uh, song and uh, and play it again. Uh, we do appreciate you letting us use it. So, Nora, welcome back. Hello. Tell us what's uh, what's going on with you to these days. I know you mentioned that early in your channeling experience. Um, you channeled together with Wendy, and you're doing that again now. Yes, Wendy and I have been channeling together uh, publicly now for about the last year or so. Um, we we are working with a filmmaker here uh, in Southern California. They're you know they're in LA, and I'm up here in Ojai. His name is Kashyar Darvich, and we're working on a DVD series called Illumination Matrix, and the first. DVD is released this week and is available now for order on the Illumination Matrix website. It's called Shifting into a New Dimension. The second DVD is on moving from law of attraction into law of creation. The third DVD is on sex and sexuality through the shift. And the fourth, we just filmed on Sunday, 
And that's about sex and relationships through the shift. So we should be releasing the second in January, the third in February, the fourth in March. I'm very um, honored and grateful to be working on this project with Wendy Kennedy and Kasher Darvich. It's, it feels like a compilation of 15 years worth of uh, channeling work and very excited um, to have the support from Kashiar. And then Wendy and I are planning a weekend's worth of lectures and workshops up here in Ojai at the end of February uh, called Working with Frequency, Vibrational Processes for 2012. We did a weekend similar uh, to this weekend last year at the end of February, and we're, we're doing it again, although updating it for this year's experience. So we'll have info on our site. Shortly, my website is www.noraherald.com. And I'm available for private readings that work by phone, Skype, and in person. I've got clients all over the world. Wonderful. So we've put uh, a link up to uh, your website and uh, and go straight into the uh, Illumination Matrix page. But uh, while you're there, folks, have a look at the uh, uh Tremendous information that Nora's got up there on the site, and uh, and all of her contact information is there. Uh, I know she'd love to work with you. So you're making a movie, are you? A film? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, see, there goes that segue thing there's again. Segue thing again. Yeah. See, there's no. We we don't need to do the work, really. They're just going to do it for us. <laughs> we, just, we just show up and just show up. and follow the breadcrumbs. Yeah. So we're making a film. We're in the development uh, process, so we're not. Uh, it, it, it oddly enough looks like it may line up for a December 2012 release. Uh, that is about um, May. We're not making promises, kids. So yeah, no, don't it's put a timeline on us. <laughs> yeah, um, because we're not positive when it will all be done. But we have a group of projects, uh, a group of people that are doing some amazing things to. Uh, both in individual structures that are self-sufficient and cooperate with uh, Mother Nature instead of uh, controlling and conquering, uh, but also uh, uh, we're, we're talking to a couple of communities, uh, uh, one in particular in Spain, where they just, uh, everything they have is everybody's. They first uh, put their village together when there wasn't even a road going back there anymore. There's a lot of abandoned villages throughout Spain, and groups are simply reclaiming them and making them um, communities that are self-sustaining. Uh, and um, it's a beautiful movement, and it's our contribution towards, uh, or our response almost, not really, we don't respond, but our contribution to uh, Occupy's been lovely, that sort of thing. Uh, we everybody knows that things aren't perfect. Well, so let's look at some of the people that are... These may not be the solutions that everyone takes in the end, but there are people out there that are making solutions and and are bringing through some incredible ways to relate to nature and to each other. And uh, uh, so we just want to focus and magnify that for folks. Yeah, it's really not about... Um 
it's not about coming out with new technologies so much as utilizing already existing resources that um, a lot of the pro these projects are based on taking some of the products that we've been making for years and dumping into our landfill um, and, and reusing them and turning them into housing or turning them into um, turning them into ways to grow food. Um, we've got water bottle window gardens from New York. Absolutely incredible. Um, I, I just spoke to a gentleman from the Philippines who has a student in um, he, he has a student in the Philippines working with a student here in in Montreal at St. George's, and this kid came up with a filtering system that the kids, we're talking, I'm not talking about high school students here. I have to be clear, we're talking about grade school students, that the children in the Philippines could copy and remake this filter out of um, material that they have lying around and filter their rainwater and make it drinkable. Um, we have um, our friend from San Francisco who turns brick walls into living gardens that can also filter water and produce food. Uh, I, I, the list goes on. It's incredible. The creation and the creativity, the out-of-the-box thinking and the community that these people are are showing through their work is unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I'm absolutely honored to not just be in communication with them, but to be able to work with them to bring a collection of footage and information to the public in this way. It's, I mean, the people that we are working with right now are just absolutely amazing and more are coming. I've just never been so happy people, to be involved in a project. <laughs> people are just showing up. We casually yeah. mentioned, you know, wouldn't it be great if we had somebody around that knew this, this, and this. And the next day they call, <clears throat> email, write, jump up and down, Skype. It's amazing. And um, I, like all of our projects, just like this radio show, we have selfish motives. We do this radio show because we just love talking to awesome people all around the place. And, um, you know, we kind of took a look around or, you know, well, I get on the whole discuss what's wrong bandwagon. But, gosh, that feels horrible. It really does. Oh, it really does it can, it feel can get, It can get yeah. physically painful if you go far enough with it. Uh, Such a nasty space to be in. And, and then we found these people we that wanted are doing to get really on the cool peace stuff. Train. Yeah, we wanted to get on the peace train. So we're talking to people that aren't just yeah. thinking about it. We're talking to people that are living it and um, and doing it and and and, and uh, going to put all this stuff together on a website that will continue to exist after the film, where people can get together and share their experiences of trying to make it through. Because, as I'm fond of saying, we're all geniuses. And, of course, everything's divine, so I, I, we are all divine geniuses. But I like to say that we're all geniuses, and together we're divine genius because it's the interaction of the puzzle pieces that put the big picture together. Wow, that was great. We've been very Thank fortunate. you for letting us yak about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's the information um, is currently on our website, everydayconnection.me, and... Um, who anybody who wants to jump on board the project or get involved in some way or has an idea for us to feature in the film, um, drop by, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you and um, just thank you. And we'll have a website up hopefully soon that we'll talk more in depth about the, the projects that we're going to be highlighting in the film. 
Absolutely. And uh, uh, we just appreciate all the support that we've been getting and, and are continuing to get. Thank you again so much, Nora, for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you both so much for having me on. It's been my pleasure. We uh, we hope to do it again at, at sometime. Keep keep track of what you guys are doing. Great. Uh, great work. Uh, Mary says hello from her cat. <laughs> and uh, just lots of kudos and love uh, uh, from the folks in the chat room. Stacy, big love for you, too. So, uh uh, we want to thank everybody that was here tonight. It, really, it's not this awesome show without all of you and your energy and your questions. Uh, it's fantastic. Keep coming. Uh, and uh, because we just want to see you. <laughs> it's very selfish. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's all about us. It's all about us. Anyway, thanks for coming, folks. Join us again on Thursday when we'll have another exciting show for you. And... Um, yeah. Stay. We have, what? We have we have Kathleen. Yes, we do. Coming on Thursday, and she's going to talk about um, healing, Sur- surviving cancer. Yeah. Life. Yeah. No. Uh, we we've got several guests in the uh, in the offing that are going to talk about how they've turned these terminal. You're never going to be making it dis- disease things into wonderful lives so stay with us i'll have a wonderful night and stay connected (laughs) night all good night everyone join rick and gene again next time until then visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question, how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.